it's been really cool to see how something that seemed like a failure in my eyes kind of manifest in different ways. And so just encouragement to not judge something before it's done growing. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today, I get to speak with and bring back my really good friend, Heather Parody. She's been in my corner since I met her, and she has been a force of awakening. She's been a force of support and encouragement throughout these past few years that I've gotten to know her. She's amazing, and she has been so generous with her time in sharing it with the communities that she's been building. Now, she used to be a therapist and then decided to take the leap into the online space to see what kind of damage she could do there. She started as a photographer and freelancer and did a podcasting with over a thousand episodes total across multiple podcasts. And then she started helping therapists and coaches build their online programs. This is going to be such a fun episode, especially because I cannot wait to share with you what we've been building. She has blown up the NFT space. She is the face of NFT when it comes to women leaders and women speakers on NFT. She's actually speaking at a big NFT conference in November. Cannot wait to bring her on and talk with her. Now, if you've heard the previous episode that we had her on the podcast back on season three, episode 23, almost 133 episodes ago, two years ago exactly as well, it's been a different world altogether. Anyways, check out the episode. I cannot wait for you to take the values in this episode. Heather, thank you so much for coming on. You're one of my favorite people ever, so it's an honor to be here. Uh, Brian and I just love you and your family, and so thanks so much for having me back. Thank you so much, and that means so much because it's hard to... No, it's not. So hard to love me. (laughs) (laughs) Please make that into a clip. It's not hard to love me. (laughs) And Musa, who's who's behind my chair hiding, is laughing. He's like, 
probably you're funny. Um, but yes, um, we've we've had some really amazing conversations over the past two years, and um, I just love what you're doing. And uh, like like Brian Brian and you love our family. We love your family as well. All the, all the photos, all the pictures, all the all the stuff that you're sharing with us, it just brings back to reality that hey, it's not all about this and that and business. It's all about family. Where's the heart, right? When Word. you bring the heart, when you bring the family, you're so much more easier to be approachable. Yeah, and you know this as a business owner. At the end of the day these people and I'm, I'm gonna say these people you can talk about your immediate family in the home but even like extended family like you know you and people in my community who actually know me and have my back it's like there's so many ups and downs with everything that we do and some days are so cool and other days are like terrible and it's like the people in your life your real life community your family your close friends like it's so freaking valuable and I have to remind myself so much that that's what really matters because I get it caught in my head of like, okay, well this proposal didn't go through and maybe I didn't make this as much money this month as I wish I could have, or somebody told me I sucked or something like that. And of course, you know, that stuff is real and it affects you, but it's really cool to have a husband who has my back through it all and kids who love me and friends like you, who I can call up when I'm running and I'm in a dilemma and you tell me the truth. And so, mm -hmm. so yeah, we have to remind ourselves of that, don't we? <laughs> Absolutely. We, we, we truly do remind need to remind ourselves and something that I wanted to write on the post the other day was like, it's really hard to run with one leg. Mm -hmm. And if you're running your business by yourself, that's like mm -hmm. running on one leg. Mm -hmm. So you need a partner. Word. Do you mean a real partner? Like you bring somebody in to the fold or do you mean just kind of hypothetically? Both ways. Right, mm -hmm. you can have a community as a partner, or you can have a partner as a partner, or you can have a coach as a partner that's helping you. Oh, basically, helping you dot the T's, dot the, yeah. dot the I's, and the and cross the T's. Dot something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think it's a it's and again, it's a generalization for me. It has seemed like perceived as a weakness you know what I mean like mm -hmm. you have to if you're a real badass you can just do everything on your own and you can figure it out and as I have I, I hate the term level up it annoys me but as I've kind of grown a little bit mm -hmm. I've realized that people who are really making a big big difference are always pulling people in um, and that's why the other day when I messaged you, I said, I'm trying to get better about asking for wisdom and pulling people in closer because it's actually immaturity on my part to mm -hmm. try to do it alone. A sign of maturity is asking for help. Man, that's that's a strong one. That means I still need to mature. Me too. You know? <laughs> you met me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, gladly, yes. Mm -hmm. I've met you once. <laughs> that's so true. And... And as we grow our businesses and as we go through this thing called entrepreneurship or being a podcast host or being a family person, right? That's why our spouses are a great support in whatever we're doing. Huge. I don't, 
I don't think I would have been able to do this if I didn't have the kind of support that I have for my wife. Huge. And I really want to highlight that in the sense of if there is a spouse who maybe feels like, you know, what they're doing doesn't matter. Know that <laughs> just your presence means so, so freaking much. I mean, Brian's not necessarily in the weeds with me as much mm -hmm. as maybe I'd like him to just because he's, I mean, he has his own work and he has his own life. Imagine yeah. that. But just the patience that he has, mm -hmm. you know, like literally last night, I'm not joking. I'm like, just forget it. I'm going to become a photographer again and take photos and just be like a little hippie person and, and travel and take photos of people. And he's like, it'll be okay. Tomorrow's a new day. You know what I mean? Because he knows I'll wake up the next morning and be totally fine. But he's the one who hears all, all of that when the rest of the world sees me as super confident and having mm -hmm. it all together. That is so powerful. And I think it's it's during the nighttime that we have this depression take over us. Like, oh, it's not all. What am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? Is this really going to work? Nobody, nobody wants to talk to me. Come on. Yeah. And then it's morning time and the sun comes up and I'm like, oh, rainbows mm -hmm. and unicorns are back. That's so true. It's a spiritual thing, isn't it? If you think about mm -hmm. seasonal stuff with, I mean, seriously, thinking about like the moon and the sun and coming up and the circular motion of, you know, what's really happening in the seasons. And yeah. that's what I have to remind myself is there is season, there are seasons and not everything's always going to feel good. And that doesn't mean that you're on the wrong path. I was talking to uh, Greg, you know, Greg Clunas, good dude. Mm -hmm. I was talk texting him last night and he was like, always remember, you know, when you're trying to do the impossible or what seems like the impossible, the amount of resistance, it's going to come with that. Like, it's not going to be easy, Yeah. you know, and we want it to be <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We do want it to be easy and it does get easy, doesn't it? The more times you do it, the easier it gets. When, like for example, right, you took on yourself. I'm gonna run a thousand miles mm. this year. Mm -hmm. When you first started, it was dreadful. It's hard. But then the more you do of the same thing, you just get good at it. I mean, Michael Jordan can do a three pointer without looking yeah. where he's throwing the ball. Yeah. Because he's got that muscle memory, and it's easier. But then you level again there. I hate level up. I need to think of another way you of saying grow. that. Well, I guess because I hate level up because there's all these like bro that look level up. Ooh, and I'm like, come on. Anyway, <laughs> but there's the new challenges then because mm -hmm. yeah, the three pointer might be easy, but now you're onto a different skill set. And so yeah. I think I wouldn't necessarily use the word it gets easier. I think we get better under pressure and we yeah. get more confident that being uncomfortable is okay a little bit more than it used to be. So I can sit and handle discomfort a little yeah. longer running that miles or getting rejection or all the ups and downs that you and I go through with stuff. I just am stronger to handle the pressure. It's not necessarily easier for me. <laughs> right, right. And, and yeah. that's true in itself. I remember watching this little short and this gentleman, you know, he's, he's a speaker old time. He's like, the first million is really hard because you have to be a different person that can earn a million dollars. Like, okay. And it's like when you become that person who can earn a million dollars, the first is 
hard. But the second is easier because you're already the person right. who's able to do that. earn that. So I think we're all in that space where it's hard because we're not that person that we need to be to, to get the results that we are looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I need to level up just listening to you talk, dude. <laughs> like you're so right. It's true. It's an internal game. It is. It's an internal game, and and it's taken me a long time to accept all of that. Hmm. I have a brand new baby, right? He's six weeks old tomorrow, Sweet. and I missed a lot of work days. And I kept thinking, I was like, oh, I'm missing this work, I'm missing that work. But then I look in, look in my arms and like I'm holding my baby. I'm like, this time that I have with this kid right here, this is not coming back. Mm -hmm. That stuff that I'm thinking about can take a back seat. Word. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So sometimes you just need to accept, unless what you were saying, right? You got to be able to accept where you are, what you're going through, and just keep nudging along. Mm, that's good. The right direction. Amen to that. So Heather, where is your journey taking you from unconventional leaders to NFT for newbies? And now we have this amazing new podcast, Community Builders. I really, when you say unconventional leaders, I miss that so much. I love what we did there. And it's so odd trying to learn the balance of as a creator we were talking about seasons a minute ago when to let go of something when to shift when to pivot when to be consistent and not shift and stay the course and I did 500 plus episodes of unconventional leaders mm -hmm. and was really kind of in this position that I feel like I I, I ran all 1,000 of those miles and I ran them hard and at that time I had started another show with a friend that took off. I mean, it really did without much. And I, I hate, I hate even saying this because as somebody who, speaking of hacks and hobbies, you want to hack your hobbies and figure out how to make it work. And, you know, yes, experience met a great opportunity at the right time. He and I both were, you know, experienced podcasters. We knew what we were doing in that regard of content creation. And then we hit a, a really strong pain point at the right time, which was learning about NFTs and Web3 right when people were starting to ask the question of what is an NFT. Mm -hmm. And so we hit a million downloads in like eight months, which was wild if, if you're in the podcasting space. Yeah. And so unconventional leaders, I was really, you know, at, at a crossroads where... I felt in my gut I needed to lean into the NFT Web3 space, which made no logical sense on paper because I'm a previous mental health therapist and love taking photos and having heart to hearts with people and kind of not techie and in and, and that vibe and in that lane. But I, I don't know intuitively if anybody listening just knows that nudge where it's like, you really need to shift here. And it wasn't so much about the numbers of the show, even though that mm -hmm. was really cool. It was like there was something to learn here to take advantage of. And so I paused on conventional leaders. I didn't close it down or anything and went all in with newbies. A few months later, uh, my co-host really made the decision that 
he this creation content creation wasn't for him anymore <laughs> and uh wanted wanted to you know shift gears and long story short i was kind of left at this weird spot where you know you're supposed to make hard choices and everything work out yeah but that wasn't the case for me i made a hard choice and it didn't work out and so it's left with well what do you do there do you go back to what you were doing what do you do? And so I pouted for about two solid days. It was a really, really good pout. And then realized that there was work for me here to do. And I, I think one of the most important things to ask yourself as a creator or a leader is look at what's in your hand and say, how can I help here? You know? And so I'm looking at web three NFTs and the kind of audience that we had built. I'm like, I can't really help on the tech side of stuff because I'm still a newbie and I'm not really interested in learning about the blockchain and mm-hmm. crypto and all that. But I am really passionate about people and I really care about relationships. And um, I think I was at a, a little event with you guys when I was kind of wrestling with some mm-hmm. of these questions. And again, back to the intuition, my intuition said, hey, lean into the community element because web three they say is all about community but there's not a lot of people teaching about it so i went back to ul and did a little rebrand same heartbeat same people different vibe and that's Mm -hmm. a long messy way to share what's going on but things aren't pretty you know and they're messy and i don't think people are always like oh i gotta be consistent And I've really been learning over the past few years that consistency doesn't have to do with doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. Consistency means that you haven't quit, but there's a lot of pivots and there's a lot of adjustments along the way. And it doesn't mean that you're not consistent, Yeah. right? It means you're paying attention to what's working and you're a good leader. (laughs) Amen to that. Because... Doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result is insanity yeah. as um, the genius of our minds, of our lives said. Who, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Forget his name. I'm sure the audience knows they're, they're probably saying under their breaths the name of this genius. Consistency is keep working on getting better. Yes. At yourself. Yes. And two, and, and I'm, I'll be completely transparent on this, you know, Ryan, our friend Ryan Hartley, he interviewed me right after I closed UL down and was like, isn't that hard giving up 5,000 members in a Facebook group? Mm-hmm. And I had to be honest with him and I'm like, there are 5,000 numbers in there, but that doesn't mean those are people in our community or who care what we're doing or what's going on. Yeah. And I think that's a big shift towards community right now is it's not, numbers are great, but it's easy I want to say it's easy. There are tricks to get people into a room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that doesn't mean that they are a part of your community. So I right. had 5,000 members who came in for various reasons, and mostly through different viral TikToks that I put out and didn't have a strong onboarding process to really help them understand what UL was all about. Yeah. And so we had all these people in a room, but they weren't necessarily community members. And so I, I say all that to say, like, when you're when you're thinking about the success of something yes numbers matter but also to seeing the engagement and the participation of those people are huge yeah <laughs> and yeah. i'm really learning that's where the value is at no it is it is and to talk about one of the points that you mentioned right you take a hard decision 
and it doesn't work. Word, mm. I mean, we expect that it works, right? Mm-hmm. Gentleman that had on, on the podcast earlier said last summer he planted some exotic carrots, purple carrots, and the regular carrots. Only the purple carrots grew, but the regular carrots didn't. And then he started thinking to himself, like, why did I even bother planting the other ones? Like, I should have just planted, but he mm-hmm. would not have known that mm-hmm. from the get-go, from the beginning, mm-hmm. that this is going to grow and this is not going to grow. So it's not the mindset is not, I shouldn't have done that. The mindset it should be that it's okay, I've right. experimented. Right. And maybe there's some things that I can fix for them to grow the next weeks. Or maybe because these are exotic plants, I mean, you got to know the soil. There's, there's right. so much in there. You mm-hmm. can never know the outcome. Our job as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as creators is to share what's working and what's even what's not working. Yep. Because that's the journey. Yeah. And we're so quick to judge the fruit of something before it's fully had its time. So, mm-hmm. you know, the whole carrot analogy like planting something a lot of times we plant something in the ground and we stomp on it for a few minutes and we look at it we're like oh nothing's coming out this didn't work without realizing it's springtime and we're not going to see anything probably till the fall Mm -hmm. and that happened with you know newbies and other things i've done too where it's like i thought i thought uh the produce was going to look a certain way and Mm -hmm. it actually the value of it didn't come that i started a business with my partner and we kept doing it but instead all of that burned to the ground but i had opportunities in other areas like getting to work with old navy and Mm -hmm. you know social media examiner and i've gotten clients from it and working with different brands and like it's been really cool to see how something that seemed like a failure in my eyes kind of manifest in different ways and so just encouragement to not judge something before it's done growing absolutely and then you're going to be speaking at a conference in Seattle. Yeah. That's freaking amazing. I know we, you were supposed to speak um, at PodFest, but that didn't happen because of the so the the so you know the demise that we've seen yeah. happen with newbies. But anyways. But you spoke and it was awesome. I got to speak. It was awesome. Um I should have practiced more. <laughs> Don't we all, friend? We all need to practice. We all need to practice. Man. It was probably better than you think, too. The last time I spoke at a conference, I won't even watch the replay because I feel like I did so bad on it. And everybody's <laughs> like, oh, it was great. And I'm like, no, it was terrible. And I know it was, but I'll never rewatch that. I don't want to see I it. I have a recording of my thing, and I, I think I watched a little bit. I was like, oh. The camera should have been here. The lighting should have, like, I'm looking at those things. Oh, interesting. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> right? Not not at the... Um, content. Not at the content, per se, because content's always changing. Hmm. And their, their rooms were interesting because they just had overhead lights. And I was like, I wish there was, like, a soft box. I mean, being somebody who <laughs> helps set up studios, you should you contact have the them right and lighting, tell them. Right? Say, hire me. Hire me. I'll help you make these videos much better and um yeah tell heather you've been around the podcasting space a while what 
what have been your hobbies now as an adult that you didn't have as a youth? What are hobbies? <laughs> I feel, so, I'm going to be honest, I feel so in the weeds with everything that it's like every ounce of myself that's not involved in work goes to my girls and Brian, every mm -hmm. ounce of it, which I don't regret. So I'd almost say like my family's my hobby. Yeah. I really love usually Friday nights is our, you know, pizza movie night. And mm -hmm. I watch a show every night with Brian. So I know that's really lame, but that's just the season in my life right now. Running's always been really important for me um, mm -hmm. as a stress relief. I think everybody knows that, but gosh, I, I feel like you know all of it. I love photography so much. I miss that. That's why I always, when I'm going through my insecurity, I'm always just like, forget it. I'm going to become a photographer because mm -hmm. that's always what I love doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a better answer for you, friend. I, I and, and like you said earlier, when you said you were looking at your son, it's like there's just it goes by so fast and the girls yeah. it's like I, I don't regret them being my hobby right now because i could cry thinking about it like they're gonna be gone like so mm -hmm. soon you know so i can have maybe more hobbies later man i love that um we are family people we talk about, fa about our families everywhere we go mm -hmm. right I think it's what humanizes and makes us yeah. more approachable. Yeah. Right. That's something that people always skip or forget about. Like yesterday I did a live and I'm holding my kid. He's sleeping and I'm talking about with my son. And people are like, oh my God, it's so it's awesome so that you're involving your kids with whatever you're showcasing or whatever. I'm like, yes, this is exactly why I, I do what I do mm -hmm. or that's what defines who I am right 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 yeah and then too I mean your kids like I feel like they get to see that side of you too which at least I hope I mean I don't know yet because I don't have grown kids but I'm hoping that a little bit of the mystery is taken away of like mm -hmm. who your parent is like as a whole being yeah. You know what I mean? And when they go and they pursue their own stuff one day, they'll have they'll remember what you did and what I did and actually have a reference point. And it's interesting because you have like these identities where your parent is your parent. So it's that only role, mm -hmm. a, a dad, a mom. But then you get to expose your kids these other sides of you where they kind of see that there's a whole human there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, I don't know because I don't have grown kids if this approach works or not. But I mean, I'm in the same way. They know everything that I do. And I talk to them a lot. Like, yeah. why do I interview people? What is it for? What are these group calls for? What are we talking about? Mm -hmm. They know what NFTs are. Like, just so they have a reference of the why behind everything. So it's not just, oh, mom's working but mom's helping people do this, this, this. So yeah. it's not just work. It's there's a purpose behind it. But we'll see. If my kids end up in therapy, then uh, I'll let <laughs> you know how that goes. I don't think they will. I mean, you've got you've got some amazing kids, and uh, they're they're pretty smart. I can't wait till all of our families get to hang out. I know that would I be literally something. can't wait. That would be something else. Absolutely. You mentioned how Brian's got his own thing going on. He's got work. 
Mm-hmm. And my wife's started to see what I'm doing with the podcast almost when she hired somebody as a coach to help her. Because when you enter the world of an entrepreneur, you see their stories. There's, I think there's a lot of, you see a lot of the work that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, I mean, you've been sharing that with the world, with, with your kids and with your family. How has that evolved over time for you? And does it ever get easier? sharing my work with my family um i think i'll use brian um, because i don't think there's been a lot of evolution with the kids because the kids are just getting to an age where they understand stuff i have a Mm nine-year-old and a five-year-old so that hasn't evolved much but with brian it's evolved a lot in the sense of and maybe this is just a merit we've been married 11 years next month i think and at the beginning of our marriage there was a lot of defensiveness with Mm -hmm. work and understanding and I mean, it still comes up, but I'm the type of person that I, if you put a mini fridge in here and a coffee pot, I swear I would be fine working all day long. I want to. Mm-hmm. It is a conscious choice of mine to stop and go eat dinner with the family and spend time with people. Not that I don't want to, Yeah. but I literally want to do what I'm doing and I love it and it doesn't make a lot of sense to it I've said this to Brian before I'm the weird one and I know that I'm aware and so when you are married to somebody like that who's maybe hyper obsessive with work or whatever you want to call this you know there's a lot of defensiveness that comes in it and rightfully so of like mm-hmm. why because most people, and I, again, this is a generalized statement, but when you have a nine to five, you come home and there's this clear separation between work and family. Yeah. And I know a lot of people bring work home, but it's a little bit different when your office is in the home. Like I can hear Brian right now getting some cereal. Like yeah. we're, we're all together here. Yeah. And so learning how to communicate me where I, I explain why my brain is so weird and why I want to work and the meaning behind it is was really important and that took a long, long time and it still comes up, you know? But also, too, me growing in a sense of not being so selfish mm-hmm. and making it all about me and my goals and what I want to do, which is so hard because I am selfish and I do want to rule the world and make everything awesome. But thinking like... If I end up divorced or my kids hate me, then did I even win? You know, mm-hmm. so it's been when it, there's been an evolution, it's mostly been me trying to figure out how to be a better person <laughs> um, because my natural bent is to work all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So true. I feel like I'm in therapy right now. And. <laughs> Like I need help. That's where podcasters started. Podca- yeah. <laughs> podcast started. Podcasts started as therapy. Yeah, for <laughs> real. To for talk real. about what's going on with my mind, and and thank you for sharing. Right, that's that was really powerful. Uh, you're always 
growing. You're always going to need to communicate. And in the beginning, it was it was hard. I was I was recording my episodes while I was commuting back and forth from yeah, work. That's real. That's right? real. And it's because I had this need to just share this, just vomit all over the episode. Yeah. But over time, I was like, I want to know what it takes to tell a story. I want to know what it takes to be somebody who's not me or, you know, basically growing and air coats leveling up. Yeah. Right? yeah. But it takes a lot of work. I mean, I didn't go to college or got a degree. I, I mean, I went to I went a community college for six years <laughs> And I didn't get any degrees, but I. So I, I can't really say that, it's like going to college when you're doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. But you have to grow. You have to learn. And if somebody says, "Why are you doing a podcast?" Well, it's almost like going to college because I'm get to talk with, all these people that have done so much in with their lives. Right. Yeah, it is. And and here's another thing people don't really talk about. And I'll, I'll just be honest with it. There's so much value for us as uh, content creators, you know, just that kind of personal accountability and coaching, etc. that we get with podcasting. But the truth is, there's not a lot of monetary gain mm-hmm. from it. And so unless you have a huge show, which you can sell sponsorships or you're selling your own programs and those are converting well, which is very difficult. I've made money from podcasting, but if you compared the hours I've put into podcasting Mm -hmm. versus what I've made, you would throw up. Yeah. There's no ROI in it. Mm -hmm. Nobody talks about that side of it. And I'm not saying it's not valuable because obviously I still do it and I'll probably do it until I die. A, I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like you. I can't not podcast. But B, there is a brand building element to it where it does help you make connections and all that. But I'm saying all this to say not to discourage people from podcasting at all. But when when you tie that back into family and the work hours... The amount of hours that I've put into free content, which mm-hmm. takes away from family time and takes away from all this other stuff, it's insanity. It's yeah. And so when you're, you understand, and other people who make content get it because they're mm-hmm. like, well, it's because of this, 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 and you got to be consistent and blah, blah, blah. But for people who are kind of more of the work-life balance mindset, it seems insane. Yeah. Because it kind of is. So that's something that other people, again, not to discourage anything, but... We don't talk about that enough, I think, in content creation, that there's a lot of stuff we do because we just love it, and there's a long-term play there. But it's really hard when you have family, and you have to pay bills. 100%. Podcasts will not pay your bills unless unless you've got a business that can support it. Or there was a tweet that I saw of – there was a tweet by – Tony Robbins that I had pinned to my Twitter for a long time ago, people don't realize the transformation you can make in 10 years because everybody's working to transform in one year. Dang. Yeah. Right? Wow, that's good. I needed that. (laughs) Hermosi, uh, my, my friend Juan was showing me Hermosi's uh, YouTube, and he's got a video on how 
it took him 16 years to be where he is right now. Mm-hmm. Right. He's like, I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm here to tell you what it takes yeah. to get anywhere. Yeah. And till we accept that, it's, it's, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow. But I yep. think what podcast does do, it enables you to socialize, network, and build your network and your mind for better conversations, better relationship over time. 100%. It's, it's completely changed my life. Um, people I work with, things I'm able to do have been an indirect result of podcasting. There's so much value there. Again, this is me coming from like, with all the shows I've done, close to a thousand episodes now of producing a show. What's difficult about it is there's not always a direct tie mm -hmm. to this is a direct result from, and I'm not going to say podcasting, from content creation. Yeah. So a lot of times you think, oh, I'm going to get content out and content, social media posts, all this stuff's going to lead to direct sales. And that's not the case for most people who are starting off or, you know, have modest followings or whatever. Content creation, although I am an advocate for, because obviously I still do it. Mm -hmm. Um, we've got to go and approach it in a different mindset. So people are like, Oh, I have a podcast and I'm putting out social media posts. I'm not selling things. I'm like, because that's not how you sell things. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Unless you're have like a machine, a funnel right. going, that's not how it works. And that's the misconception with it. Yeah. If, if that's how people sold things, then you would see markets and, and businesses doing that. But that's absolutely not the way I'd to be do a, it. I'd be a multi-millionaire uh -huh. with the amount of content that I have. Yeah. And it I'm not, for the record, <laughs> yet. But it takes, it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of trust. Yeah. Trust in not only yourself, but trust in team members to be able to do the work. When I started, I was, I was my own producer and editor and everything. But I couldn't do that because I couldn't continue to do that because I have a family. I have three kids then. Now I have four kids. I can't be taking time away from them. So yep. it came to a lot of realization that to really succeed, you need to bring in team members. You need to trust yep. other people. You need to train them. And I used to... <laughs> I used to be like, I want to do so many things. I wish I had a twin. I, I wish I had a clone. I know right? it. I know so, it. So over time, the only way to clone yourself is to hire people. They'll do your job better than you. Word. Which requires us to get really good at communicating and developing out processes. And yeah. I'm, I'm working on that right now where, you know, I have a team member right now who's full-time and she's wearing a couple of different hats mm -hmm. and I'm just like I'm trying so hard not to throw these one-off things at her all the time and it's so uh -huh. hard not to or I'm like I, I know we need to put this in a process because you know it's going to help her work more efficiently yeah. but it's it's also difficult too as you're like a visionary creative kind of all over the place person because your brain doesn't work like that it's mm -hmm. like oh this and oh oh right yeah yeah <laughs> so you, you do have to put things in perspective and not everybody's going to have our brain. 
but yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you got somebody working with you. Yeah, it's it's that. the it's honestly the first time I've had um, I've you know had like freelancers and stuff here and there for different projects, but yeah. um, it got to a point where I'm like I'm never going to go to the place I need to go with. Like you said at the very beginning, wrapping it around without some serious help, and it was it was. It was a leap, but I also saw, you know, with, with newbies, you know, we had a full team with them and what we were able to accomplish, like you said earlier, with more people than trying to do it on your own. And so, so yeah, it's been, it's been a little bit of a learning curve for me because again, I have to get better at communicating and, um, just being a better leader. Right. But that's the season I'm in right now. So maybe in two more years, you can ask me how that's going. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> absolutely absolutely we're gonna be we're gonna be somewhere else for sure amen amen right heather thank you so much You're the best. i know this was just a cool conversation this is awesome i really loved it <laughs> and i was like this is, this is just gonna be a chill conversation and with my favorite person Yay. you know just so glad to connect with you and keep see, keep seeing all the awesome things that you're doing and you know inspiring all of us around you, I mean, you might not see that that way, but you are inspiring all the people around you on to keep getting better, to keep growing, to keep doing what you're passionate about. Thank you. I appreciate that. And thanks for being a friend to me, like through the ups and the downs and all of it, because you've seen it all. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, I still can't remember how I got connected with you. <laughs> I remember listening to your episode back in 2018. Jumped into that UL group. I was like, let's see what's happening here. You saw a TikTok video, didn't you? And just joined the group. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is before TikTok. This is before TikTok was hot. It's wild. Yeah, it's wild. Well, Heather, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Can't wait to hang out again with you. It'll happen. It'll happen soon. Um, Take care, and uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on their website, hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.